0: And welcome to the Wanderlust Life Podcast. My name is Sarah Jade and each episode I will be interviewing one of your favourite travelling tribes. They will share their story on why they decided to travel, how they travel and offer so many valuable tips and advice and showcase what is truly possible when living life on the road. My hope is that this podcast will help take out the overwhelm and the guesswork when you are preparing to travel Australia, whether that be your short trip, your big lap or your full-time life on the road. You will discover absolutely everything you need to know about travelling Australia and living the wanderlust life. On today's episode of the Wanderlust Life podcast, I chat to Richard and and Bell. Along with their five youngest children, they are presently wandering and wondering their way across Australia. They write mostly about nature play, natural learning and respectful ways of being with children, as well as musings about life on their blog, Out There Family. They have also recently appeared on the highly popular TV show Parental Guidance as the Nature Family. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. I really, really enjoyed chatting to Richard and Learden about life on the road, about parenting, about homeschooling, about absolutely everything in between. But I think one of the most interesting and special things that came out of the conversation was what travel actually means to them and their family. So I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I have enjoyed recording it.
1: Are you looking for your next adventure or simply want to unplug and get away from it all? The girls from Van Adventures on the Gold Coast have you covered with their new super luxe micro camper, Koa. Avid travellers themselves, Melissa and Anastasia, understand life on the road and have designed a camper that gives you all the luxuries you need, such as a comfy oversized bed, smart TV, whisper quiet fans and more. What really sets the van apart is the extremely clever use of space with two sitting areas, a rooftop deck and even an outdoor shower to rinse off at the beach. Find us on Camplify and mention the Wonderlust Live podcast for a 10% discount. Van Adventures transport yourself.
0: Learden and Richard, how are you? Hey,
1: how are you doing? We're we're, we're doing all right. We're we're a bit wet, otherwise doing okay.
0: Oh, fabulous. It's so great to hear your voice. I know that this has been a long time coming and you've both had a very busy few months, which we'll touch on later on in the podcast episode. But um, yeah, we finally got around to it. So welcome so much to the Wonderlust Life podcast.
1: Thank you. Yep, nice, to be, nice to be with you.
0: And so let's get into it and, and go right back to the very start of who you are and who is part of your tribe because I know it's just not the two of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, actually we're, we're also known as we're Richard and Learden, but we're also known as Out There Family. On We have a, a website. We have Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and we are a family of seven who have – on and off been travelling for the last, what, nine years now. Rich, Richard and myself, then we've got Miriam, who's 13, Hannah is 12, Esther's 10,
0: Eva is 8, and Danny has just turned 6. Wow. What an amazing childhood for the kids, hey?
1: Yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly been outside the square, I think. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's been challenging. Some parts of it have been challenging for them too, Sarah. Yes. And... Uh, but I think on the main, it sort of kept us, kept us solid, kept us together, mm. you know, and um, that's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where are you guys originally from?
1: Well, I'm originally from the United Kingdom. I was brought up in the north of England, although I identify as being Irish because that's where I was born. And, but nonetheless, yes, I grew up in the north of England and came to Australia in 1980, at, the tender age of 27 years, looking for love and adventure and found both.
0: Oh, lovely. What an amazing story. And you've certainly still kept your accent.
1: Yeah, I had to water it down, down a bit. <laughs> it, it, was, it was much stronger than this there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just Australian.
2: I'm from um, South Australia. You're
0: just and, um, Australian, Leiden. Australian. You're not yeah. just Australian. <laughs> yes, so yeah, South Australia most of my life,
2: and yeah, um, that's where we were based. Sort of where we have travelled from over the
0: years. Mm-hmm. And did you say nine years ago that you started travelling?
2: Yeah, we started out with a bit of a, an impromptu, well, it, it took two months to get organized, but it was someone said to us, why don't you travel Australia? Why don't you travel Australia? And one day we just said, well, why don't we? And so mm. we set off on this, ended up being an eight month. It was meant to be a year, but I got pregnant along the way and had to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, meant to be a year long, eight month road trip where we went to the top of Cape York
0: and back. Amazing, and that was my next question: was why did you decide to travel? But was it just someone who put the idea into your head, and then you kind of went with it?
1: Well, my travel goes back a long way. From a teenager living in in England, I did a lot of travelling through Europe and into into North Africa, Mm -hmm. and I've always had this travel bug. And, And then, of course, I came to Australia, and from the Time I arrived in Australia, I was moving around. So travel can take many forms, you know. Mm. But for some, for some people, it you know let's go traveling for a year. For, another people, for other people, first people they move around a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. They see a lot of places because they they don't like to stay in one place at, at a time, but they they move around for jobs or, or whatever. But I've always had that wanderlust.
0: Mm. And so after that eight month trip, did you come home for a little while? You had you had. You had a baby in that time. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah, another one. I think we, we already had three. So we had the, the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what, what happened, and it's sort of really adding on to what I was trying to say before, um, we got back and we, we didn't have anywhere to stay, but we ended up finding a 25-acre farm to care, caretake. And that's what we did. And it ended up being four years of caretaking someone else's farm and learning farming skills And we didn't do too much traveling during that time, other than the very local sense. Mm. And when the lease ended up in that after four years, we were back into traveling again. So even that four-year hiatus of of not physically traveling around, we consider that nonetheless to be a journey and um, an an important one. Yeah, so then we went back to several months a year. Yeah,
2: three months a year usually. For the four years after that, it was like three months a year where we spent... Hmm. Yeah, usually travelling up New South Wales, Queensland to visit family and friends. So it's sort of like the annual, the annual pilgrimage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. for the warmer months, was it? Uh, no, it was well, for the warmer months up here that were the cooler months. We, we usually tried for winter, but our organisational skills generally had us leaving at the end of winter. So it was usually late winter, early spring. Yeah, nice. Years, like, for, yeah. Well,
1: it was to do with a, a lot of commitments as well that yeah. we have with. With five children, you have a lot of commitments in other, in other areas that just have to be met. and You, you have yeah. to, in some ways, work around those. So.
0: Yeah, of course. And so are you both working or do you have jobs that you can do online or on the road? Like, how does that work for you?
1: Well, I'm, I'm in this fortunate position of being retired. And um, so I don't have to actually worry about, about going to work anymore. hmm it's <laughs> probably worth, worth mentioning that I'm, I'm, I'm 67, so I'm well into retirement stage. Um, yeah, so the finances really aren't a big issue for us.
0: Yeah, okay. And I can imagine... And
1: Liam, of course, yep. the most important job of all, uh, yeah. along with me yeah. as oh, a
2: yeah, right-hand just, man. Yeah, with... looking after everybody and
0: <laughs> making sure it all keeps ticking over. Making every, sure everyone's fed and everyone's safe. Yeah, it's
2: reasonably, <laughs> and reasonably safe and reasonably
0: close. yeah. Now, you've recently been, I guess, labelled as the nature parents. So, yeah. tell me a bit more about, I guess, not so much the parenting side of things at this stage, but more the, so the schooling side. So, you are travelling with five children. So, Explain to everybody how how you guys are uh, navigating through schooling whilst living on the road. We're
2: natural learners. Our children, we've always homeschooled or, you know, unschooled natural learning, whatever you'd like to call it. Even when we were living on the property that we lived on, we decided that was something we wanted to do. So our our children learn everything they need to know through experience. But I, I think more than that, they just learn to know how to learn, love learning things To be motivated so that as they get older and, you know, they want to learn things that we might not be fantastic at or know much about, they know how to just go and find those things out themselves or, you know, get mentors where they need them. So, yeah, Mm. we sort of see our job as facilitating the things that they're interested in and, yeah, sitting back and watching them unfold and sort of, you know, being there when they need us.
0: Yeah, I love that. And have you seen any, like, standout interests or anything that the kids are, yeah, really drawn to? Well, I suppose that's
1: a really good, that's a really good question. Look at some of them individually. I could pick a few, a few standout things, but certainly in the art, there's a couple of the children who are so diligent in their drawing, dedicated with practice and so forth. That I'm always a bit gobsmacked at mm. um, the finished product of some of some of their work, to the extent to which the uh, extent to which they love books, you know, to whether they're reading books or looking at pictures or, or whatever, they they can immerse themselves for long periods of time much more than, mm. than I was ever able to do. But the other thing is, you know, in terms of you know that label, mm. thank you for using that term, <laughs> it's not a label.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, is there in, in how inquisitive and curious they are about the world around them and how observant they are and how much of their vocabulary is to do with nature and so um, whilst it's a label it would be true to say that when you're when you're out bush for want of another way of putting it there's so much to see and to learn which is you can see, you can see something in a textbook there can't mm. you you can see something in a textbook and it, it means something but there isn't anything lo- quite like seeing it in the flesh, you know, seeing, seeing it live happening before your eyes. And There's endless tales of the things that the children have seen, which you would only probably see on National Geographic documentaries or what's that man's name? David Attenborough. <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we, we see some amazing things together. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And, and actually, yeah, being there and being able to experience it firsthand rather than um, yeah. being inside the classroom and, and watching it or reading it. Yeah, your yeah. kids, as I said yeah. earlier, they're having an amazing childhood and, and nature learning, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, well, my background is in teaching, believe it or not. I thought and I, so. And whilst, they've yeah. been doing a lot of, whilst my children have been doing a lot of learning, I'm afraid I've had to spend the last the last however many years on because, mm. you know, I'd, uh, I'd have had them all sitting down on, on desks, you know, and <laughs> handing, <laughs> handing their workbooks out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I had feel... To, re-
1: I had to relearn everything.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm very similar to you having to, yeah, unlearn everything I've learned mm. and to learn it again in a different way and in my way and the way that I, I want to, um, you know, continue and grow on in my journey of life.
1: That, that, that's true. And I think that, that, you know, it is really challenging for parents at this time who are considering homeschooling, unschooling, however you want, taking their children out of school for whatever reason. Mm. I can see how, how, how scary it must be,
3: mm.
1: you know, because, the, you know, the message often is you're not qualified, but hey, parents are probably the most qualified to, know, to teach their children
2: yeah and they know them well, best Ch- children are qualified to, to know what they need Needs, yeah. grow, and the parents are the ones that can observe that mm. and mm. yeah
0: mm, it's such good advice and from the interviews that I have done in the past on the podcast I think one of the most you know amazing things is that you you get to see it every day whereas yeah, unfortunately, yeah. if if the children are in an, in school and in a classroom, we do miss all those beautiful milestones and achievements that yeah. they make inside the classroom. So, yeah, it's just wonderful to see you guys and um, bringing up your kids the way that you are. I'm, I'm very inspired. So, yeah, thank you for it's sharing. Are too. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Now, I, I don't see you guys sort of stopping anytime soon or settling back into potentially a, a house. So what what is your plans, you know, for the, for the rest of this year, for 2022? I guess it's a little bit uncertain at the moment, but do you have any plans in place?
2: Well, we, we always try not to have two solid plans. As, um, the, well, when, when we, we finally went full-time at the end of 2019, which was probably the worst time in history to go mm. full-time travel, so we spent 2020 doing a lot of camping on friends' properties, so we're we sort of we're trying to be really open with knowing what we're going to do next and where we're going to do it because it, it sort of seems to change all the time. Richard, what do you think? What do we, what's our <laughs> plan next? Well, it's it's still, it's still I still I
1: consider traveling to be more than just uh, sitting on top of four wheels and going from A to B. You know, sometimes it can mean extended stays in particular places. Um, so, we, like Leon says, we're open to we're open to what comes next in terms of. Uh, travel restrictions and mm. so forth you know I mean currently we're currently we're, we're, we're staying in a place with uh, someone we met on our very first yeah. trip wow. nine, nine years ago and never been in contact with them since then came to the place where they live asked around yes they still live there and we're now we're now staying there with, with them you know they've got a little um umpies. Little, yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll staying on their farm for <laughs> a, a we don't farm. know how
2: long. It could be days, yeah. could be weeks, could be for Christmas. Not sure yet.
1: Yeah, so it, so it's a little, a little, little bit like that, you know. Clearly, it would be nice to have unrestricted travel, but yeah. that's that, that's how it is. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, and so what, what have you been travelling in? I did see something, a little snippet on a TV show recently and I saw a big sort of like bell tent type thing. So is that what you guys are travelling in or, it, yeah?
1: Well, in, in, in effect, what we have is we have an eight-seater four-wheel drive vehicle with roof racks and a, a custom-made off-road trailer. Now, mm-hmm. it's not a camper trailer. It doesn't have a tent on it. Because there's so many of us, we need storage space rather than, rather than tents. And so, um, in effect, yes, the bell tent is generally what we use, but not always. We have smaller tents for traveling, actually. The bale tent more for a, a more standing camp, you know. So we have a couple of very lightweight tents, which we only ever use if it rains mm-hmm. or if there's mosquitoes. And otherwise, we just camp out in swags. And, you know, we just have basic camping gear. We have a gazebo to make our, put our kitchen under and, and a bit of shade, gas stove, those sorts of things. So, so I guess it's more basic than most. And, and, and people say, well, you're lacking a lot of comfort there. Well, there is that. There is sometimes, although Swaggy, incredibly comfortable. Yeah. That we, we do miss, miss some of the comforts that folk who travel in caravans and, and camper vans and things like that have. But you know, our whole idea with, with travelling was to actually get away from some of that clutter. Mm. Because you know, when you when you're in a when you're in a house and so forth, so it's a bit more simple. It's more difficult. That's true. I think it's more difficult. I don't know. I've never travelled in a caravan. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I, just, <laughs> well, maybe I, maybe um, I don't
2: yeah. want to. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like if I was in a caravan, I'd be spending a lot of my time in the caravan doing stuff and cleaning stuff in the caravan, and I, I feel like one of the reasons I wanted to get out of the house and travel was to just be right there with nothing between me and nature. I just wanted to be right in the middle of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's part of it just so, Sleeping under the stars, yeah. nothing between us and the sky. I think that's,
1: yeah. So, you know, you know those TV programs about making houses, Sarah, you know, like uh, I can't remember what they are, you know. People oh, building yeah. their dream oh. oh. yeah, No, yeah. not the, oh, not no, the block, no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more, oh, the more oh, ones.
0: Like <laughs> tiny houses yeah. and things like that or... <laughs>
1: or... Or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah so I don't
0: know. They're,
1: they're big, they're, you know and people, people have designed these kitchens, you know, to, mm. to create the best possible view. And Learden's had... Not that I don't spend time in the kitchen, but I do. But Lynn likes to set her kitchen up and she's had some of the best views in the world.
2: Well, that's from her her kitchen. I sometimes say to people, they say, Oh, so what do you do all day when you're on the road? (laughs) And I say, Well, pretty much the things I do at home, only with amazing (laughs) views. Yeah, it's a bit what it's like,
0: and I completely yeah. agree. I think one of the main, m- most things that I missed about traveling was actually having that view every single day. And you know, it was a different view. It could be the ocean, it could be a lake, it could be you yeah. know just just the bush. Yeah. Like every yeah. every single day is a different view, and um, I think that was one of the. So
2: that's worth that's worth yeah. putting it with the difficulty oh yeah well million dollar views without paying a million <laughs> well dollars, that's basically.
0: right i think i've posted yeah. about that once before it's like yeah million million dollar view without the the price tag yeah. yeah but i can also resonate with you in saying that you would spend most of the time in the caravan if you had one i think Yeah, people tend to do that and then, you know, you've got all of the luxuries in there, like you've got the TV and the stereo and the the ovens and all of that. So you treat it like a home on wheels, which is essentially what you said, you trying to get away from that. And with the caravan that we had, we still had the pop-up ends. So I loved that because yeah, yeah. I felt like I was still camping. I was in a tent. Were, I had that you, breeze.
1: You were, hanging, you were hanging out the side of the caravan.
0: Yeah, I had that breeze coming through the, the mesh of the, yeah, the pop-out part at yeah. the end. So, yeah, that was well, nice. Mo-
1: most people most people who we meet up with, you know, are, are generally honest, honest enough to say that they're really – admire that we do it but it's not the way they could do it <laughs> not <for them. laughs> it's, yep. not, it's not it's not entirely, not entirely yep. entirely for them yeah so we 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 understand that it's, it it's not always like that and rain is not our friend
0: mm. oh, no. <laughs>
1: May, rain is not our friend batten
0: down the hatches when yeah. the rain and the wind comes oh
1: dear, you can, yeah yeah well. our
0: hatches don't batten <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know the other the other thing
1: is after some of these weather events that we have when we're camping, you know, I sit back and I I meditate upon it afterwards and Mm. saying, well, the fact that all of us sat huddled under our gazebo while the lightning bolts were flying around and the thunder was was reverberating and the Mm. rain was belting down hey, how close do you want to get to nature? What and a story were, to tell. You were talking about kids' experiences, You know what a great experience they're yeah. having. They'll tell the tale of when we got caught in that thunderstorm that day and it was just belting it out. Like you had to put your hands over your ears. It was so loud and the ah. flashes were so bright and the rain was so heavy. That, that's, that's what campfire stories enable.
0: Absolutely, you know? yes.
1: Yeah. We've lost our storytelling culture.
0: Yes, I'm yes.
1: Just, I'm just making stories for kids.
0: I agree, I agree. And this is why I also wanted to do the podcast was to, to continue that and share, like, the family's stories of their experiences. Yes. You
1: no, know, in the world we live in, Sarah, that is so important mm. to, you know, um, we're, a, we're a commodity-driven culture rather than a, an experience-driven mm. culture. Um, and it's just great for kids to be able to get a hand-on experience of the world around them even though sometimes it might be difficult for them. Mm. I think uh, think it's uh, a great thing to give them. You're going to give them anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and keeping that connection as well. Um, Yeah, just keeping everybody in that travel community connected.
1: That's a really important point. We feel, even though sometimes times are difficult when we're travelling around, um, that we are connected to our children, you know, that all the exchanges are sort of family building,
3: mm.
1: you know, um, that even, like I say, even when, even when it's difficult, they're all shared experiences and, and you know, mm. families a lot about that.
2: And then there's that connection, like you say, with people that you meet, like mm. other travellers or just, yeah, people mm. you meet along the way and it, there is something special about the interactions you have that don't necessarily happen in your day-to-day, ordinary life interactions with people, something yeah. about stepping outside of your comfort zone, the way people... I don't know, they seem to be more open and talk about deep things. I'm not sure. There's something about it.
1: One of the things, sort of almost harking back to the beginning of our conversation, is that our idea of travelling has really morphed over the years. To to us now, it would be more about meeting people Mm. than actually visiting iconic places, although that's nice to do. It's the people you meet along the way, and the other side of it is connection to country. So it's mm-hmm. connection to the travelling family, it's connection to your own family, and there's a real. We're we're increasingly experiencing a real connection to country, like trying to understand the spiritual connections mm-hmm. that we have just yep. to, to land and places, and to you know, identify more with First Nations Indigenous people as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That
1: country is really, really, really important.
0: Yeah, definitely. We always used to, I know myself, you know, travelling overseas, that was like the thing to do. You go to Thailand, you go to Bali and it's like, no, yeah. it's like let's stay in our own country and let's explore our own country and get to know it and, and exactly what you've just explained then. It's so special. Um, mm. Yeah. So in saying that, what would your favourite place be or most memorable place that you've come across whilst you've been on the road?
1: I think we'd probably both agree with it with one particular place is um, uh, on the Fink River in the Northern Territory and it's called Run- Running Waters mm-hmm. and it's just south and east, I think, of the Fink River Gorge National yeah. Park and we discovered it a few years ago and have been back since then. Just, you know, the, the, the feel of the place. The um, beauty of it—the fact it's out in the desert, and yet there's permanent water there, and hardly anybody. So we had some great family times out there, just because we were the only people. We were not just because we were the only people, but we were the only mm. people there, and it just meant the day. The days had this lovely rhythm to them, where there was nobody else uh, interrupting your time and your space and your focus. And it was. You know, that lovely cycle of cooking, bathing. I even did my clothes washing. I <laughs> remember with buckets of water and dragged them up. Wood collecting, yeah. uh, go, going, going, going to bed early, all our legs together, lying on our backs. And the conversation amongst all of us and the little children, the older ones, turns to the deeper things in life. You know, mm. Why are there so many stars? You know, What's that constellation over there? Who put the stars there? Why are they there? Why did they change? Uh, You know, the meaning of life sort of question. And then waking up in the morning and and just doing the same thing and exploring that little patch of land around you. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So we went back again this year, Yeah. Yeah. back in July. We were back at running waters for nine days.
0: I think that's when I initially first spoke to you was when you were out I that think way. I I remember. Yeah. yeah, we were probably, yeah, we were heading in and out of Alice Springs. Yep, I remember now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've definitely painted an, um, an amazing picture and, and I think that's what it's all about, isn't it, what you've just explained then. And I remember when we went out to Lawn Hill and Adele's Grove and it was a similar, a similar feeling. There wasn't many people around and it was just those lazy days on the... On the water, and yeah, it was phenomenal. Such good memories.
1: Yeah, there are another couple of places we got on the list here were Carnarvon Gorge. Yes. Oh, yeah. That that was that was fantastic. And Ty Beach. Okay. Yeah. And obviously Uluru is yeah. is there on, on that list. That's it, a, yeah. a special. It,
2: that's a special experience. Seems cliched to love Uluru, but I went there for the first time in yeah twenty twenty. And, yeah, it was, it was special. It was There was something really, really sacred and beautiful about being there. Mm. We were there for six days staying in the, the campground in Yulara, and so we went out a number of times. And it was, yeah, it was a very special place.
1: So everybody was in lockdown, yeah, so, so, there so there wasn't anybody people. there. Yeah. We, just, we just happened to be yeah. there.
2: Yeah, and I think that was special, being there when there were not many people there at all, um, sort of added to that sort of, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. There's such an amazing energy there. I went in 2016, I think it was. Yeah, such an amazing energy and a beautiful place. It okay. is. So let's talk about what you guys have been up to most recently. <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah, you've, I been, you've been very busy. So you were on the reality, I guess it's a reality TV show. Oh god, let's, yeah,
1: call, let's call it a reality. Let's, call it, let's just be done with it, yeah.
0: And I told you <laughs> that I I don't watch TV but the only TV I watch is a little bit of reality TV so I definitely tuned in <laughs> and I, I I absolutely loved watching you and, and so you were on the, the show Parental Guidance. So just share with everybody the experience of of that like how, how how did that go filming on the road and yeah just share with us all about the the show that you were on
2: well it was um well it was it was certainly a, it was an amazing experience actually it was interesting it was gee where do i start <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um richard sounds like he's got more to I, yeah, say yeah well
1: it's a once in a lifetime experience yeah. Look, it's not every. It's not every day you, you get approached to do oh, something just, to do something like that. Mm. And of course, because it was reality TV, to say that we didn't have to think twice about it would be an understatement. We thought long <laughs> and hard about it because, mm. really, we're going onto a show and we're putting ourselves on the line, and you just don't know how these things are going to turn out. Mm. But in the end, we decided, no, after discussions with with the production company, we. We thought in, in our being, yep, they seem to be uh, upfront, um, and that it it will be something that will be a benefit to people, which was our reason for doing it. You yeah. know, we, we, we wanted to we, – we have a bit to say about parenting. You probably realize <laughs> that. <laughs>
3: That's how we ended up on <laughs> and, it. Yeah. You,
1: know, it's a, you know, we are parents and it's a, a, a great interest to us. So we really did want to share mm. Something, something of our own experiences and, and ways of doing, of doing things.
2: I think one of the things that we really wanted to express was that if you, want to do, if you want to live your life in a way that might be outside square, don't be afraid to do it. I think that was, I don't know, I think hopefully if anyone took anything away from our contribution, our, our rather slightly unusual compared to everyone else's contribution to the show, it was... You know, if if the way you need to or want to live your life isn't quite the same as everybody else's, but it works for you, then do it. So, yeah, was, what about, what do you reckon, Richard? That's, yeah, that's,
1: there's also uh, our own passion for children.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, our, our passion for their autonomy, for yeah. um, them being able to, to explore and discover things themselves. Um, yeah, so there's a whole there's a whole lot of that in there too for for us in in making in making that scene. We we had something to say which we thought would um, be helpful for the discussion. Yeah. To the debate, however you wanted to look at that. Not that we've not that we've nailed it or anything <laughs> like that, but uh, but you know that we could be an advocate in some areas for for children where they needed to be advocated for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So overall, I think yeah, it was a, a positive experience for you, and it just gave you that space to to share that that different lifestyle that I guess you know some people out there aren't yeah. aware of.
1: Yeah, so it was yeah. a, it was a matter of lifestyle, and it was also a, a, an approach to parenting. We, we were we were sort of hoping that the the lifestyle would not overshadow um uh, our parent, uh, the way we parent, yep. so that may have been the case, but <laughs> the jury's out on that. Um, yeah. So it would look. But overall, so it was a fantastic experience. We were treated really, really well. The final, the final cut, the outcome, we were, we, they we, we, we were happy. They, we, did, they, a they did a job. good job, considering the, the bad rap that reality TV gets. I, th- yeah. I think they did well. Yeah, I think they did well in this particular dealing with this particular subject yeah. matter. Yeah,
2: and we, l- we worked with a lot of lovely people. Yeah, and-
1: the, all all the other parents were, fanta- were fantastic. You know, we, m- we might disagree with them on
2: on things, but you know, out of it all, we'll all grow somehow. Oh, it would have been a boring show if we'd all sat there and patted each other on the back too. So.
0: Yeah, and had the same opinions so, yeah. and same yeah, way of parenting. Right. Yeah, challenge yeah.
2: each other, help each other grow, yeah. and yeah, you know, it, it, it was good. Really, it and was. It was look, it was fun too. Oh, was fun. Like,
1: hey, see, <laughs> seeing how, this, hey, what a great homeschooling activity! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kids, kids, the kids loved it. <laughs> Our kids yeah. just thought it was the best thing. The camera crew were, were the camera crews were fantastic with them. Our kids got right into it, you know, and uh, hey, they they know how it all works.
0: My <laughs> favorite, so one yeah. of my favorite parts was when the kids had to read the map, and they just nailed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You know, there's a, there's a few controversial things that we brought up there in in our teaching and learning style, or whichever you want to call it. But um, yeah, yeah, they they nailed it with the map. Yep.
3: Yep.
0: That's yeah, a good, they good did. Start. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience and I enjoyed watching you. So thank you for, for letting us all into your life for those, you know, <laughs> few <Yeah>. weeks.
1: <laughs> it was more than a few weeks. It? <laughs> oh,
2: it was, it was a few weeks on TV. It seemed to take longer to, to actually. Yeah. How long was it? In our life? Oh, well, well, you know, I it think stretched the out that they over. started
1: in February. and
2: oh. stretched out over months, the beginning yeah. from first contact with them till it was all. Finished would have been four or five yeah. months. Not not constant, but it was you know it was a long process. The whole <laughs>
1: process was long. Yeah, but and involved, and in Bay, it, it is remarkable. Mm.
2: remarkable yeah, work. yeah, and, and it yeah, yeah highly recommend it but pick it, pick and choose what you go on for. yeah that's
0: right it. i don't think you'll see me on love island <laughs>
2: no i was i was gonna say but then i didn't say it because you
1: won't see me there either <laughs> or, or 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 me
0: i just <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's got to
1: be a love island for pensioners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm being very mindful of time here. I know you guys have to shoot off, so we're, we'll wrap it up here. But where before we go, where can people find you on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or website? What, which platform can people come along and, and follow um, your journey?
2: Well, our website is org, and then... There's probably even links on there to Facebook where we have a page called Out There Family and on Instagram we're um, Out There Family but with dots between. But if, if you've got a link page, we can always
1: pop it on there or something. Yeah, and so, the, the, yeah. Links, the links are on our website.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So we yeah we blog on the website. We write little bits about mostly about travel on Facebook, travel and adventure and play. And then on Instagram, just lots of family. photos and ramblings and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're about to
0: play. Beautiful. Well, I will definitely pop those links in the show notes. So if anybody wants to follow along um, the journey of the Out There family, they will be there for you to click on. But thank you so much again for jumping on the Wonderlust Life podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today.
1: Hey, thanks, You are well, lovely to speak with you. And thank you for having one us. day we'll meet up
0: with you. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I hope so. I look forward to it. Okay. thanks a lot thank you bye-bye bye thank you so much for joining us on today's episode i hope you were able to take away some amazing tips and advice and feel inspired by our wonderful guests and it would mean the world to me if you could share this podcast with any fellow travelers or families that may be interested and if you feel like leaving a review i would absolutely appreciate that too Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so that you can stay in the loop of upcoming episodes. Lastly, make sure you download each episode and save to your chosen podcast platform so that you can listen at any time, even if you do drop out of service in the Outback or if you are enjoying one of the many remote locations that Australia has to offer. This podcast was brought to you by The Success Hub helping you create a life with more freedom and choice and becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you.